Uh, hey, if you were doing a documentary about us, that would be the moment that you just saw yeah. where you'd be like, and after that, it all <laughs> went wrong. I brought some hard candy that I was going to like fling out in the audience. And now I told him... It's, it's, Griffin told it's, me not to do it, but it's it fucking jawbreakers. Like... like those would be those have a ballistic property. You'll put an eye out. You'll put an eye out. This is probably not allowed. Look at that. Don't forget the balcony, Travis. After Travis blinded an extremely litigious Austinite with his jawbreaker. That's gonna be it. I, I have a lot more, but I'll just eat those. It all the fell show. apart after that. I want to thank... Oh, shit. A good start. Sorry. <laughs> I, have no I hope everybody's getting psyched. Apparently, halfway through, Dad's going to run a fucking marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> blast the electrolytes. Uh, oh, I what w- are you doing tonight, Clint? Uh, podcast and rugby for four hours, apparently? I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, dressed up for this. I didn't. Oh. I was going to say, I'm confused why you decided to cosplay as Tingle, Travis Touchdown, and M. Bison from the Street Fighter movie. This, this is Stolen Century Magnus. Yeah, sure. He's kind of a Johnny Storm type. Um, um, I yeah. will have to change glasses, though, because these are not prescriptions. Hey, hey. Hey, um, did anybody bring spell cards? Did you really? What? Come on up. Sick as hell. (laughs) Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Did anybody bring cleric spell cards? Did anybody else bring cleric spell cards? And a hush falls (laughs) over the room. That's because no one plays as cleric. That's from an imaginary world where dad uses those spells at all to heal. Well, we're going to have to figure that out as we go, huh? I'll just make the shit up as I usually do. Do you guys know what spells Merle has? Thank you. What was that again? Don't play into that. He knew exactly what you said. I have an eye patch. I can't hear very well. Get out, M. Bison. Um... My man, what was your... Who brought me the cards? What's your name? Joe. Joe. Joe, please don't let me forget to give these back to you. I'll feel bad forever. Uh, y'all want to get started? Yes. I'm try- we're trying a new thing. I got- Travis got me this uh, soundboard for, for my birthday, and so I have some music cues, and so like, I'm going to try and put some music in it, and if it doesn't go well, I'm just going to stop doing it in the middle of the show. We uh, also each bought new dice uh, for this show. Griffin and I, by choice, Yeah. Dad and Justin, because they just didn't bring them. <laughs> and I, I let Charlie pick mine, so... Let's play, let's play Dungeons & Dragons. All right. Oh, yeah. This is fun. We haven't played Dungeons & Dragons in a while. <laughs> I know. Oh, shit. We haven't played Dungeons yeah. & Dragons in like three months. We were having a mini panty about it. Okay. Yeah. No. So, uh, the three of you awaken to the sound of a bell chiming nine times. And just now I'm realizing that would have been a super good sound to get on my sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so the three of you wake up and you are in bed in your dorm room and you throw open the curtains and it's just a lovely day outside. Uh, you see the grand library next door, this big shiny glass cube uh, and inside you can see students reading and studying and milling about and you see wagons below and they're bringing in just hordes of townies who swarm into the school's main entrance. You see some sort of athletic team running drills on a really well-manicured field across the road. Um, it's a really busy scene, and it's one that you're well accustomed to seeing every morning when you wake up here at Neverwinter High School. Is that our alma mater? <laughs> no. Uh... All three of you make a wisdom saving throw for me. Which one is that? The 20-sided one. The 20-sided one? Whoa, that's not good. Thanks, new dice. That's a three. Fifteen? I'm dumb. Holy shit, it's an 18. Hey, all right. Should we switch? Why now? Why now? Uh, Magnus... It's another day of high school. Sounds about right. Uh, Taco and Merle, you immediately realize something horrible has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, new dice. <laughs> Do you just want to take the eye patch off or? Only when I want to see. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, ever yeah. since the whole drop the Gatorade incident. Taco and Merle, you, you remember going to sleep in the real world at the Bureau of Balance headquarters and waking up in this weird high school dorm room. Uh, you have to, I imagine, clue Magnus into this fact. What? <laughs> yeah, Magnus, I think you were just like, excited for a new day, got my new Jansport. <laughs> got a new binder and it's blue. Uh, Justin, should we walk off the stage for like 15 minutes while you shuffle your deck? Blame of... Joe. Joe, why didn't you have <laughs> your Joe! spell card nah, sorted nah, nah, in a way? Nah, you're, you're good, Joe. Um, Thank you. Before we get started, I want to ask, what were the three of you like in high school? Obviously, you didn't go to high school together or in Neverwinter, but here you are. Uh, what is your high school persona like? I'm going to give you a name, Griffin. Okay. <laughs> My name is A.C. Slater. And that stands for Ability Check Slater. <laughs> Armor class would work, too, because that's what AC oh, stands for. Oh, that also for. works. But okay. I'll go as DC Slater. Okay. Uh, Merle? Um, this may surprise you, but I got my ass kicked on a regular basis in high school. Oh, no. So, this is imaginary. It was... Vi- <laughs> oh, don't be sad. It's imaginary, yeah. The imaginary... Oh, I was the king of the camp. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, yeah. Now it's got layers of sadness. I just... I uh, was president of the world chess club world. And uh, I had a great hot rod. If you know what I mean. Oh. No. Nope. I'm a grandfather. Taco. What was Taco like in high school? Um, the coolest <laughs> one at the school. I think Taco had a devoted following okay. of people. <laughs> uh, not everybody got him, but the people that did were, were into okay, it. Okay, so it sounds like we have three AC Slaters on our hands, maybe a little bit. No, like, my moral, I'm more like 
Zach the Morris? Zach. Like the Decemberists of cool, you know? <laughs> and Travis is Aerosmith, I guess. All right. Whoa, don't you put that on me. This is before the Decemberists were in like AT&T commercials or whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Decemberists. I love you guys. Um, who, who are, are the Decemberists here tonight? Yeah, they did. They said, "Holy shit, that's a big we? band." <laughs> are you the Polyphonics? Are you how many of you are there? Did Arcade Fire come out? I said, uh, "Who are the Decemberists?" All right, oh, that so one's not a joke. The three of you leave the uh, the dorm room that you share. Uh, oh. There's not usually a three person dorm room. I'm, I'm imagining like a terrace house bedroom situation, and you. You make, your, you make your way into the dorm's common room, and it's quiet in here. First period is about to begin, and so most of the students have run off into the classroom building. Um, and there's one student here, though, and he's sitting on a couch in the middle of the common area with just this big pile of books all splayed out in front of him. And he's reading one of them, and he's, he's drinking this really strong-smelling tea. And as you enter, he turns his bespectacled face towards you and says... Hello, sirs. Sure enough, you see a high school-aged Angus McDonald. And... And he looks... Super buff! He looks... Yeah, he's gotten yoked. He's, he's ripped. He, lo- he looks like he's undergone, undergone like four or five growth spurts. Uh, he's about your size, Magnus. Get out! Um, and he says, uh, you should get a move on. You, you all are going to be late for class. Hey, Angus. Nerd? Uh, sorry, Angus, what's uh, going on? What do, you, what do you mean, sir? Okay, let me ask that a different question. Uh, do you think anything weird's going on? Uh, you three are running late for class. I don't... All right, thanks, Ango. That'll do it. No, tell, tell me, what's, <laughs> let me help you out. What's, what's the situation? You seem out of sorts. I don't like this smooth jazz Ango. <laughs> hey, you tell this me. Is what's just, wrong? This is just my voice. I'm listening. I hit puberty, and it just <laughs> happened. <laughs> you hit what? <laughs> it, it's pronounced puberty. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what's going on? Tell me. You Griffin, seem... I would like to do a strength check to try to take his book away and hold it over his head. All right. This will be a strength contest. That's nothing. Why are these new dice so bad? I got a 25. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> well, he only rolled a 4, so I, yeah, I got an 8. No, I, oh, to be fair, a 12. Give him a wedgie. He dislocates your shoulder when you pull the book away. Um, he says, what's, oh. going, what's going on? You, what's, what's, what's the matter? Um, hmm. Well, when last we saw you, you were... A twerp. Uh, a child? Okay, I'm okay. And we were not. Yeah, we were. We were. We're grown folk. You're we, saying this is some sort of exactly. <laughs> Imbroglio. He says this. Well, that sounds like it could be. You could be going through any number of things. I mean, I mean, probably magic. <laughs> could be a dream. I don't want to get too law and order. He on says, you. "Have you tried? Uh, have you tried poking through the walls? Maybe it's just one big illusion." I run at the wall. It's a it's a hard it's a hard wall. He How? Says, not you, a, not that. You could have gone uh, you could have gone back in time, but did you all? I try to go forward in time. <laughs> well, if Ango, if we had gone back in time, you would be younger or non-existent. That's oh, a, what a fantasy! <laughs> he says maybe it's some sort of parallel dimension. No, that'd be lame. Um, maybe. 
it could be a dream, but the fact that you all realized something was wrong makes it yeah, sound yeah. like you're all in the same dream. I did. To be fair, I didn't. I'm wicked stupid. Uh, okay. Can I just say the extent to which Angus has bought into this and the speed at which he has bought into this is truly upsetting. Listen, he's like, a, that is a man whose grasp of reality is like erudite, razor thin. erudite young man, and he's quick on his feet, and he realizes something's wrong, and that his entire life in this universe is a lie and a dream, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's like ready to write it off. He it's says, possible we're just all on salvia. You've ruined the Act 3 twist. <laughs> he says, um... Why don't you let me look into this? And he piles up a few books up off the table, and he says, you should really get to class, though. Do you know where you're going? Oh, God. This is my dream all over again. Uh, Do we have pants on? He says, uh, hey, Brody, can you show him the way? Who? And uh, in the corner, I just heard 12 people in the audience go, Brody? (laughs) I'm allowed to do new characters. It doesn't just have to be all fucking callbacks. Um, in the corner, you see a young man who, surprisingly, you haven't noticed until now. He's wearing a bright red T-shirt underneath a bright green nylon jacket with bright blue sleeves. Uh, he's wearing sunglasses. What was that reaction? <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses, even though he's been indoors this entire time. And when Angus mentions his name, he puts down this enormous fucking stone of far speech, uh, and he sets it down on the table next to him. Um... And oh, I uh, see. he tucks it into the pocket of his faded jeans. And this isn't Barry. Barry's not the only one that gets to wear blue jeans in this universe. And he skateboards up to you guys from like six feet away. <laughs> and he says, uh, what's up, Trace Horny Boys? You guys ready for another day of boring old school? Ugh, homework, right? <laughs> Brody, I'm, I'm going to stop you just right there for one second. Uh, if I could talk to Taco just for a second. Uh, you're going to have to talk loud, because the moment Brody came a run and Taco was, like, repulsed backwards, like like a 30-foot radius force field around Brody. Nope! Is it just me, or is this dude the coolest? <laughs> it's just you. Fair enough. And, yeah. He does a kickflip standing still. Whoa! And then he's, he says, come on, I'll show you around the classroom building, or as I call it, the cell block, right? Whoa! Audience, please don't encourage Brody. (laughs) Brody really needed that. Thanks. Uh, So Brody skates you down the long hallways of the classroom building. Are we, like, jogging behind him? Yeah, I guess. No, he's he's a courteous uh, skater. He's he's going going serpentine, so we can stay up with him. He's going at a more of a canter, and... Uh, the classroom building uh, halls are lined with these windows offering you more spectacular views of the campus outside. But the halls are fairly empty. First period has started, and so most of the students here are already tucked away in the various classes that you are passing by here on your skateboard tour. Uh, there's calculus and history and music theory and speech and debate and so on. Uh, there are administrative, some speech and debate fans out there. Um, there are some administrative rooms, a big teacher's lounge, a student council room, an AV room, and uh, from your dorm, you entered onto the third floor of the classroom building, and at the far end of this hall is a bridge leading into the practice building, and every few dozen feet or so are vending machines advertising strange potions with fantastical names like Snapple and Fruitopia. Griffin, can I roll to buy a Snapple? Mm. 
You don't have to roll. Do you challenge a Snapple machine? Most I, of I do. I want to shake a Snapple loose. I don't want to pay. Oh, for okay. Oh, of... you know what? I'm going to Fonzie punch yeah, it. Yeah, of Fonzie. course. Look at you. Yeah, that's a 19. That's your roll. Uh, a Snapple and a Fruitopia fall. Hey. Uh, I, I toss the Fruitopia to Taco. Oh, hear oh, that, yeah. Merle? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Don't worry about my ass. You have your fucking gallon of Gatorade over there. Uh, this is real. This is someone, all real. Someone t- listening to this episode later just said, oh, he has a big jug of Gatorade. <laughs> okay. The thing from earlier makes total sense now. Um, Griffin, I slam the Snapple in one. Okay. You and re- then I read the cap. What's the cap say, Griffin? The cap of the Snapple? Yeah. It says, uh... This Did po- you know that if you, turn the, if you turn the tab around on a can of soda, it's a straw holder. Whoa, it says that on the Snapple? Yeah. They're advertising for, for soda. Canned, and for canned Snapple. beverages now. By the cross <laughs> yeah, their, their slogan for years has been, you're wasting your time with Snapple. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> There's soda out there. Uh, Brody points down a hallway and says, uh, your guys' classes, or should I say your prison cell? All right, Brody. Should be down here. Try not to let you, try not to let them keep you down, all right? It's not Gattaca, Brody. Come Later, on. skaters. And then he, he pivots on his board and he skates down a stairwell and just grinds out of sight. Can Taco, we, I've turned on, Brody. Can we kill him later? Yes, we can. Right. He's definitely the big bad. Right. Don't you worry. <laughs> You're walking down the hallway towards this row of classes at the end, and as you approach, you smell something coming from the bathrooms. Cigarettes. Marijuana. What? And out of the bat Boo. And out of the bathrooms walks three ruffians of varying sizes. Their hair is greased back, and they're wearing matching leather jackets emblazoned with a hammerhead. Marvy. It's Marvy, Jerry, and little Jerry. No! Griffin, did you say the name of the school was Fan Service High? <laughs> Listen, it's front loaded. <laughs> also, yeah, for all this uh, Marvy and Jerry fans yeah. out there, they're <laughs> and Marvy, Marvy says, Marvy says, well, look who we got here. I punch him. Twenty, Nat twenty, Nat twenty. <laughs> all right, roll damage. I don't know what my unarmed it's, uh, is. It's 1d4 plus your strength. It's not a big hit, but it's a, you did Wait, punch. do I have Phantom Fist? No. Oh, oh. yeah, you guys don't have any of your, your stuff. Uh, oh, no, 1d4. Well, I have the Umber Staff, right? No. Can somebody come take the Umber Staff, please? Three I'm plus... Just I'm just kidding. I'm good. Uh, so three plus four, uh, so seven. Okay. Marvy then says, a few... Oh, wait. Hold on. It was a crit 20. Oh, yeah, you rolled double damage. That's another four. So that uh, is uh, 15. What the fuck? <laughs> Double damage is four and three plus four plus I four. I didn't give Marvy HP. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I'm late for class. Yeah. I don't have time for banter. Okay. He says, trying to get to class, little fishy. No problem as long as you pick... <laughs> Uh, and little Jerry says, hey, come 
Ben. Uh, and I think Lil Jerry and Jerry are going to attack you, I guess. Now we're just having an impromptu hall fight. Uh, I, okay, uh, before anybody can do anything, I quickly reach into my bag of components and cast Fold My Arms and Chill. Because <laughs> Dumb Dumb here decided to start a fight. Now I know how this works. First day, you got to punch the biggest person you see. I guess. That was a 12 and an 18 versus AC. Uh, well, what? No. No, both of those miss. Okay. You fight off Jerry and little Jerry. I punch them back. Oh, my God. 20! Okay. That's a four and a two. So six plus eight. Who was that for? Uh, Lil Jerry. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank God you didn't save this for the end of the... the, the yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, okay, Lil Jerry is down on the ground now with Marvy, and uh, you see them kind of scramble to their feet and get ready to launch a counterattack, but you hear footsteps coming down the hallway, uh, and you hear someone clear their throat. And when you look to the source of the, the interjection, you see a dark-haired man wearing black and gray robes and he has a large silver medallion around his neck. Uh, and he walks towards you, and the Hammerhead gang sort of writes themselves, and they fix their hair, and they say in unison, Good morning, Principal Hawthorne. Uh, and he says, You boys weren't fighting, were you? No, you know sir. The, you know the consequences of fighting at Never Death. Mid or High. Hit him. Hit him, Magnus. Nope. Hit Mr. Hawthorne. I respect authority. I am lawful good. He kind of he kind of surveys the scene and sees which side of this uh, fight has more bloody noses, and he points to the hammerheads and he says, "You three get to class." And they scamper off. And he looks at you three and he says, "You three, tell oh, me." Did they go to the infirmary because they got hit for twenty points of <laughs> Yeah, and I, they're kids. Yeah, I think they probably do. They run off to the nurse's office to get seen to. Okay. Uh, and Principal Hawthorne says, "You three, yes, sir." Were you bullying those sweet boys? No, sir. Uh, we came upon them fighting each other, and we tried to break no, it up. No, Ma- Magnus sucker punched them, sir, for sure. <laughs> we no, saw the whole what thing. What I meant to Wait, say was quick, we quick. caught them smoking cigarettes, and I said, no, not Wait. today. Not here. Not in my school, sir. He says, I do smell cigarettes. Magnus, let me smell your fingers. Well, okay. Excuse me? Also gross, but also Okay. He sniffs and he says, these are nicotine-free. You're good to go. High five, sir. He says, you three, get to class. You're late enough as is. And he turns, and with a swoop of his robe, he turns and walks away. Were we supposed to have known who that guy was? Was it Nathaniel Hawthorne? Yeah, it was Nathaniel Hawthorne. Damn, now I wish I had punched him. (laughs) I hate that idiot. The three of you make your way down the hallway and each approach a different classroom that for some reason you just know is your first period class. And for this next part, I didn't prep anything. I just let each of you decide what your first period class was going to be, and it will affect sort of a later thing, but uh, let's just feel out the space a little bit. Um, uh, we'll start with, let's start with uh, Magnus. What class do you have for... Music for- appreciation. Uh, you walk into music appreciation class. Um, uh, <laughs> so far, so good with the role in it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Joe is the teacher. 
Thank you, Joe. Uh, Arrive with spell cards, leave with immortality. Uh, and it's, it's finals day here in music appreciation class. And surveying the room, surveying the room, you don't really recognize anybody here, uh, except for in like the far back corner is a high school aged Carrie and Killian. Yeah! I, I post up with those fools. Yeah, you doing what? I post up with them. Okay. Go see where they are. Uh, yeah, I think the three of you just spend time just passing passing notes during the class. Um, real quick, uh, before we yeah, it's real cute. Um, before we get started, uh, do you guys notice anything weird? Uh, Carrie says, uh, "No, nothing weird." This sounds like Brody is the problem. I did <laughs> Carrie's voice for Brody. She says, "No, what's going on, Magnus?" Well, um, like yesterday, we were all like of legal drinking age. At least. I'm not going to assume. I, I've never asked you, but I thought older than high school. Uh, Killian says, I don't know how to even respond to that. Are Fair you on, enough. Hey, are you on party drugs right now? Do I need to roll to check that? Uh, no, you're not on party drugs. Okay. I'll roll well, out that just let the DM make decisions for my character, Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe in the front of the class is like, you three, keep it down. Magnus. Yeah? It's your turn for your oral presentation. Nice. Magnus? Yes? For your final, I have your song written down here that you have written a report about. Oh, God. Says here. Yes? And I've never heard this before, and I teach music professionally. The name of the band is inappropriate because it says Bare Naked Ladies. Yes, sir. The song is One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Wait, you got a button? No, I don't have that on the board. I didn't know he's going to fucking... No. And where, where would you like to start? Wait, can everybody just sing a few bars of Bare Naked Ladies One yeah, Week? Yeah, One Week, did you look to me? One, don't say... Nobody knows the words. Oh, they do know the, all the words. Let's okay, pick it up from Chickadee China. China. Wait, we'll start at the good part. Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> have it on chicken, you raise down chicken. Watch the stars with the lights on. We're down the maisons. We're swimming to this one. Parents in front, we're getting frantic. Now we can't release this. It's not fair use. This is not a parody. This is just a song. I did that every time. Right. Gonna set up another little bit of fun. Saying that's gonna end on a cloud back swing. Gonna get this in the middle of the second. Gonna get the boom in the face. Make you think I'm on thing. I got to have it if I think of any when you're bad. Smile out of the smile, I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't. Holy shit, guys! Where's Harvesty? I have been here to take on It's been one week since you looked at me. That was good. Yes. The theme from Friends, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right? Was that right? Hold on, hold on. One second. Okay. And just like this that, a good present. present is totally Thank you, worth Travis, it. for this good present. All right, so appreciate for Do- Dr. Joe now. He just graduated. <laughs> sitting my, in his desk. My rendition of one week was that good. Appreciate for me. Appreciate it. Appreciate. Well, okay. sir, here's the thing. The song at first seems like a superficial recount 
of things that one might do during one week. But if you look at it on a deeper level, what it really establishes is the time it takes to fully appreciate your partner. Because you might look at it and say, you know what, in that moment, I acted badly. But now one week later, it's given me time to think about what you mean to me, what I come across in this relationship. Only now, one week later, do I fully appreciate that I didn't appreciate you. And that's the juxtaposition that you get, sir. He... I'm, I'm going to have to... He, sta- he stares at you for a second. And he just bursts into tears. <laughs> also, I'm just going to assume that's what Magnus sounded like in high school. Yeah. Well, my voice broke at the beginning. Okay. Um, Are you on him about character voices now? Well, uh, I didn't alter my voice to the 2% that turns it into Magnus. <laughs> Joe. Okay. Joe, where are you, Joe? A through F, what grade would you give that class presentation? B plus, all right. Nice. Take it. Nice. Magnus, take one point of inspiration that you can Hell spend later yeah. this episode. Uh, Merle. Hmm? What class do you have? Um, botany. <laughs> um, and I want Barry White music for mine. What's your name on the left side of this row? In the front, yes, you. Ariel? Okay. Miss um, uh, Ariel is the teacher of this class. And you scan the room and you kind of look around to see if you see any familiar faces. And the only one that you see in the front of the class is Lucretia. Um, and uh, she has a potted plant in front of her. Everybody has these potted plants. And you're, you're kind of late. Uh, and you recognize your potted plant kind of sitting next to Lucretia. She's working on a nice orchid. Uh, and these are your final uh, uh, presentations. And uh, uh, Miss Ariel walks up to you as you come up to your seat. And she says, uh, you're late, Merle. That's uh, not what you sound like. I apologize. You're late, Merle. You know, you have to turn in your flower by the end of the day. What yes. Is, what yes, have I you, know. What, have you, what are you growing in this class? I am growing a shrubbery. Let's try it again. I am growing... Wait, I gotta do a high school High school old man? Yeah, motherfucker, anything will do. Okay. Cut me off a piece of whatever, as long as it doesn't sound like my father. Come on, funniest man in Huntington, stick the landing. Come on, all right. Uh, yeah. That was it. That was it. Okay. I, uh, I've been working on a shrubbery, and it's really cool. Uh, actually, it looks sick and bad, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look good. It looks no, sick and bad. No, no, it's one of those Japanese shrubberies that you trim to look sick and bad. It's really healthy because I dump fertilizer on it every day. Uh, you're sh- you can talk some, some game, but your shrubbery looks bad, and it's going to look bad when you turn it in unless you do some magic or whatever to it to make it look better to turn into Don't class. say or whatever, because it's going to be or whatever. <laughs> well, I'm a big believer in talking to my plants. Fuck you, I quit. <laughs> I'm out. It's Taco in the building. Taco has left the building. Taco's smoking with the cool kids. <laughs> Lucretia looks over at your shrubbery and she says, I don't know, Merle. It looks pretty bad off. I'm, I'm worried about the grade you're going to get in this one. 
Trust me. Okay. I can do this. Oh, God, now? Yeah. Yes. I'm here. Is that I'm supposed here. to be a plant now? Okay. Yeah, Dad is starting. Uh, for Your those of you human at home, sons are in the room. Your actual human yes, sons please, are in the room. Yes, please. My dad has turned his Gatorade McElroy into a plant. When you walk off the stage, please, please be cognizant of that. This, and don't fuck this plant. This would be. <laughs> Hi. No. <laughs> uh. Stop. <laughs> He's sorry, sorry, for the audience at home. He's fondling the plant. You know, uh, I've been nurturing you for a long time. Hey. My, hey, Trav, get me one. Will you get me one, too? And All the beers. I need another uh, whiskey and ginger ale if anybody can hook a Justin up for this. Nobody really understands our relationship. You know, what the hell? I'm still here. <laughs> hey, You're dad, a freak. hey, dad, you are a little yeah, freak. Yeah, dad, I'm loving this. I, uh, you know, I believe in you. You have strong roots. It's starting, to, it's starting to grow a few leaves. And someday, you will tower above all the other shrubs. <laughs> and you're going to blossom. <laughs> into fullness. Tell, tell me when they get back so I can really be... You can and, see them. Oh. And ripeness. All right. And your sap, your sap shall runneth. Your sap overrunneth. All right, that's good. You're complicit. No, wait, I'm on a roll. I'm rolling. All right. uh, Bad people win when good people sit by and say nothing. (laughs) The uh, the plant grows and blooms and blossoms uh, and is fine. Uh, Ariel, what what was the grade on that one? That's a D. As sure for don't. D is actually uh, no no no. I think she said B. No, I'm pretty sure it was a D. For you people don't. who seem to like me more, who were sitting near Ariel. No no no, no judging. Uh, you uh, you're gonna take disadvantage later at a moment of my choosing. We gotta keep moving. Merle or uh, Taco, what is Whoa, your? Plan? I just want to say real quick that is a quite a strong drink you prepared for me. So if things get weird later, blame Travis. Taco, hit me. No, you hit me. <laughs> what class do you have? Home ec, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Right. What's your name? Rick. Rick. Rick, you're an enabler. Ricky. Mr. Ricky is the teacher of home economics. 
Mr. Rick does sound like the name of a cool teacher who's like, nah, please, call me Mr. Rick. Uh, Mr. Rick. Here's some booze I brought you. <laughs> Don't tell Mr. Hawthorne. You know how he gets? Oh, he is a Rick teacher. Rick is a teacher. You know what? Teachers don't get enough applause. Yeah. 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 Hey. (laughs) Let's clap for teachers. Yeah. And how about moms? Huh? Hey. And what about fucking firefighters? Yeah. Yeah. And let's end all war. Yeah. Whoa. And let's hear yeah. for podcasters. Okay, well, that's you've ruined all I, of that. Is there something you can say about horns that will make them excited now? About, about hooking with horns or oh, hook, here? Hook them horns. Is you do the thing with I your... don't think this is the right crowd for that, yeah, though. Boomer um, Sooner. You. Ooh. Jesus Christ, Travis. Okay, please. This is my special part, guys. Uh, Taco, uh, you recognize Ren in this class. Hell yeah! And she actually, she's actually saved you a seat, and she gets really excited when you come in. Uh, she says, uh, Taco, Taco, I saved you a seat right here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There Let's she go. is. What's up? Um, Mr. Rick walks to the front of the class, and he says, and Brick, I apologize. Wait, He's, can I give a little background music? Oh, actually, oh, shit, I had background music for all of these, and I forgot them. Oh, excellent. Sorry, Dad. Wait, that, why is That's it? really good. Okay. Uh, you walk into the class, and you see Ren and sit next to her, and Mr. Rick walks up to the front of the class and says, uh, All right, you all know the deal. We're making ham sandwiches again. He says, Nobody try anything funny. Don't add anything weird. Or fancy to them. I just want everybody to turn in their regular <laughs> ham sandwiches at the end of class. <laughs> Nobody better lead some kind of food revolution here in this class. I just want a plain ass, plain ass ham sandwich. Don't tell on me. I said ass to you kids. <laughs> Mr. Rick has been teaching for a very long yes. time, hasn't he? He says, "All right." You got... It's just ten minutes. It's a ham sandwich. Just do it. Uh, And again, nobody better do anything fancy or lead some sort of footloose-style culinary uprising against me. Um, All right. Taco, you and Ren are partners on this project. What What do you make? Wait, I'm partners with... Did you say Rick or Ren? Ren. Um, we're making croque monsieur. You're making croque monsieur, and the whole time Ren is like, are you sure? This isn't what he asked for. This is... Well, uh, why don't you pass the nutmeg and the gruyere, and we could talk about it later. Did you load up a recipe? What? Did you load up a recipe? Hell yeah, yes, hell did. yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, tell me what you do with this. I, um, uh, Walk me through it. Okay, well... We're going to preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Okay, not that granular. Uh, uh, okay, you turn I in I mean, your... I make it. What do you want, Fine. pervert? You turn in your uh, fancy ham sandwich. It's a croque monsieur. And uh, Mr. Mr. Rick says, uh, what do you think you're 
what do you think you're doing? Take this back. I want a regular ham sandwich. That's what I asked for. Are you trying to get an F? Uh, if F stands for fantastic croque monsieur, then yes. Hey, Rick. A few of the- Hey, Rick. Yeah. Take a bite, Rick. I'm not going to take a bite. Rick? It's, a, it's a weird looking Rick? ham sandwich. Some like other students in the class are standing up and just saying like, take a bite, Rick. 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 Okay. <laughs> Thank you. He says, fine. God, I just, every class I get my bullied and my kids. <laughs> I get bullied by kids into doing things. He takes a bite of your fancy ham sandwich and he says, D. I think it's like, just like, uh, he just runs out of the classroom, sort of crying and his pants fall down while he's going. And suddenly, like, all the students are just like up on their desk, Matilda style, cheering you and Ren on. Uh, you, the, you don't get a grade traditionally from Rick because he ran away and his pants fell down, but so, again, sorry, real Rick. Uh, but the rest of the students get together and give you an A for the class. And A stands for auto... auto Advantage? Auto 20. Oh, so yeah. at any point when you're about to roll, you can just take a crit instead. You do, oh, Are you right. sure you want to give that to me? Yeah. All right. All right, let's get into it. The three of you have fourth period together. And so you make your way out of the classroom building and over to the campus's massive gymnasium for PE. This, this facility is massive. The main gymnasium room has, a, has side chambers for locker rooms and a coach's office and a concession stand with a long open service window. Uh, the west and east walls are lined with bleachers that are like folded in right now. They're not deployed bleachers style and they're stacked like 15 feet high, uh, leaving more room for sports to happen. I wrote that. Uh, Hanging from the ceiling are two basketball hoops on either end of the, the floor, and uh, 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 I wrote, and backboards? Like, yeah, of course. Uh, and below you, the hardwood floor is slick and polished. Um, you can barely see the seam in the middle of the floor uh, where it opens up to reveal the Olympic-sized pool underneath. Yeah. It's uh, a wonderful life like a motherfucker. Sorry? It's a wonderful life. You know, oh, yeah, a yeah, dancing yeah. contest and it opens up? It's all right. <laughs> Fifteen people in the I, audience tradi- got it. No, no, I get it. I just, traditionally, you don't hear the words, it's a wonderful life like, like a, a motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I, so I there's have, some... Sydney really likes that movie and we yeah, watch it every movie. holiday. Uh, so there's some familiar Buffalo faces. Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Jesus. Won't you come out tonight? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Donna Reed. Donna Reed. Hell yeah. Who else was in this film? So, there are some familiar faces in this classroom, and you see them after everybody changes into their athletic attire uh, and lines up on half court. Angus is there. Uh, He's in the lineup next to you. So are Carrie and Killian. Uh, Down the line a bit is Brody, who inexplicably is still on his skateboard. (laughs) And at the end of the far far end of the line, all goofing on each other and just endlessly combing their hair are the hammerheads. And suddenly the coach's office door opens and slams shut. And a serious-faced human man walks towards the lot of you. 
And Angus kind of like sees that you're having trouble remembering who this person is. So he whispers his name discreetly to the three of you. He says, oh, that's Coach Derek Taylor. And Coach... Coach Derek Coach Taylor walks Derek forward. Taylor. Sorry, I thought this Friday Night Lights reference would get more of a... I'm more of a Saturday Night Lights kind of person. Coach Derek Taylor walks forward and gives you all a very inspiring speech. Do it now. Come on, do it. Give us a speech. He says, he says, it's come to my attention that there are some folks in this class who think that P.E. is a big, dumb waste of time. Says, I'll be the first to admit that PE isn't as sexy as algebra or world history. But when you graduate, you'll look back on the lessons you learned in this class as some of the most valuable of your whole high school career. Lessons like accountability, leadership, how to catch a ball or throw a ball very fast at a teammate or some sort of goal. You don't have to savor every moment of this class, but here in my gym, you will show myself and each other some respect. Clear eyes, full sports, have fun. <laughs> That's good. Says, today we're continuing our three-on-three basketball tournament. <laughs> Looks like our first matchup is the Hammerheads versus Trace... I'm not going to say that. He looks at the three of you and he says, next time you guys need to pick a different team name. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I cast Blur and Enhance Ability Cat's Grace. Okay, what's that do? Uh, blur, my body becomes blurred, shifting, wavering to all who can see me. For the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Uh, translate that into basketball. Uh, and then I get Cat's Grace. What's that? You know, it's like good at basketball. <laughs> Fucking Gary Gygax hunched over his desk like, we need a basketball spell. Because <laughs> Derek Taylor says like, hey, you didn't just cast a bunch of magic on yourself to make yourself better at basketball like the Monstars, did you? <laughs> hey, Taco. Hey, Taco. You didn't yeah. just cast a bunch of spells on yourself to make yourself better at basketball like I looked Monstars. down on him because I cast Alter Self to be taller, too. We've come this far without using magic. I figure I can burn a few spots. All right, yeah. Uh, all right, the three of you take your basketball positions, uh, and Coach Derek Taylor holds out a basketball at center court. Marvy takes position for the jump ball. He's got still kind of a black eye situation from earlier. Uh, who's going to take the jump ball for Trace Horny Boys? Well, Taco's very tall now, so... I'll do it. It's Taco. Yeah, Merle does it. All right, I'll Merle. do it. Merle, roll an athletics check. I stand behind Merle and throw him up in the air. No, no, no. Globetrotters style. We do. No, that's not how the Globetrotters style. You know how the Globetrotters are always throwing each other around? I throw a bucket of confetti at everybody. Rip Taylor style. (laughs) I have uh, advantage on dexterity checks. That's Cat's Grace. Okay, okay. Athletics. Uh, athletics. Eight. That's an eight total. Okay. Uh, Marvy jumps up and just fucking posterizes you as he secures the ball for his team. I karate chop his legs as he comes down. That's definitely a technical foul. Yeah, All you could do that, but it's... Hey, guys, it's basketball a little bit, kind of, sometimes. Okay, I, I will karate chop his legs, but I will, like... Cover him? Check him? Yes. Okay. 
Wait, Chevy is this hockey? <laughs> no. The irony of us playing a basketball game game should not be lost. We used to have a here. basketball hoop in our backyard. We and know we were right. bad right. at it. Then take the net down, make it about eight feet high. That is true. My dad used to organize this thing on Wednesday and Sunday, Saturdays after we did all our chores called Foops Fest. It was W-H-O-O-P-S. And it was a combination of uh, 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 basketball and Doctor Who Day where we would <laughs> think about it. It makes sense. Where if we did all our chores, we got to watch Doctor Who and play basketball. Um... And that's how we're the well-balanced children that's, we are today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Magnus, it sounds like you're covering Marvy. He's trying, yes, to pass it. He's trying to pass it to Jerry. Make, a, make an athletics check. Nope. Oh! What's inspiration do? Uh, it gives you advantage. You can roll again. I'm going to take that here because that was that a was one. Because that was a one. Oh, yeah. That's an 18 Okay, you get it. You eight, s- you steal, 26. You steal the ball from uh, Marvy, and now you have what's called possession of the basketball. Um, I would like to juke around said Marvy. Okay, uh, this is a maneuver. Uh, you will also roll plus athletics for this. That's a 20. Yeah. All right, you get around him and you break away, so you are not covered at all if you want to go for a shot. I want to go for two. Oh, what a surprise. Make a dexterity roll as you shoot the ball at the hoop. That's a 17 yeah. plus two. That's two points for Trace Horny Boys. Swish. Uh, Lil Jerry takes the ball and is going to try to pass it to Marvy Merle or Taco. You want to get in on this or are you trying to look for a spell to cast at this basketball game? I cast Holy lycanthropy shit. and turn myself into a teen wolf. Yeah! Yeah. Now... Shut up, but, Travis. But Shut up, Travis. Before we celebrate too much, Dad, I do have to ask. Do you have like in That's not even a fucking spell. I don't know because I don't have any spell cards. <laughs> T- tell, tell him. Lycanthropy's a real spell. It's super fucking not. You can cast, like, disguise self to look like a werewolf. No, they're, they're here's, at- what, here's what happens. I'm going to settle this. Uh, he's, he cast this guy's self to look like a werewolf, but he continues to play with the ability of Merle. So he, <laughs> he, he's like a werewolf that plays basketball as good That's as That's what bad. it is. You've disguised yourself to look like a werewolf. I will accept that okay. compromise. Uh, uh, we're going to make a, a, a contest against each other with athletics. You, it's the number you just rolled. You roll your 20-sided dice. Please, Christ in heaven, don't do this to me every time. I rolled a two. Huh? Oh, I you rolled, rolled a, t- a four. I rolled a four. Okay, you steal the ball from... Yeah! Uh, you're right up against it, but now you are covered uh, by Jerry. So you can take a shot, but you're going to have disadvantage, or you can give it to one of your teammates. I'm going to... It looks to me like Taco is open. And is that accurate? By the way, by the way, by the way, before this play starts, you hear that same bell, and it chimes three times. What? What bell? From the beginning. I forgot to do the rest of the bells. We're at three bells. Oops. <laughs> three bells? What are you, Nobody's Popeye nervous. the Sailor? Have they been going down every time? Yes. That's the, that's the weird thing is if I had been doing them, they'd have been going down this whole time. 
can you imagine if like the whole time the bells have been going down in number oh, and man. you'd be like whoa oh yeah that would have built some serious tension right, but imagine and now it's at three. Oh no <laughs> that's so much worse than four which would have happened a few minutes ago Merle what are you doing we've been going an hour well I uh, uh, the three bells threw me off um I noticed that because Taco is so beloved and well-regarded, he's not... Uh, he's yelling. not. Um, well, I have to be heard over you guys. Fair enough. Um, he, um, he, I pass it to Taco because he's free and clear and driving toward... As the only one of the four of us who's ever actually seen a basketball game, uh, I pass it to Taco because he's driving on the, on the, on the basket. All right, I make... Throw it into the hole. Roll, hold on. Roll, roll your pass. Roll plus dex. Roll plus dex. Dexterity. Roll the, roll, I'll it's a zero. I'll make it easy for you. It's a zero. Yeah, that's but 19. that's a 19! All right, you get it to Taco. I cast Levitate and I dunk it! All right. Surely you've got music for this, Griffin. You have to have music. You got Something dunk? from Space Jam. You have dunk music? Oh wait! Roll, uh, roll athletics, Taco. Crit twenty. It really did. It was oh, a crit twenty. Here he goes. He's gonna fucking sprint off the stage. <laughs> a crit twenty. All right, you know what? That was a crit twenty. I'm gonna need it again, Griffin. Oh, you want to hear this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah! It does double damage. It does double Space Jam. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. That's, that's another good two points up on the board. Uh, the bell chimes two times. I don't care. What, what is this bell? Uh, when the bell chimes two times, you see Principal Hawthorne uh, come in the room and start uh, talking with Coach Derek Taylor about something. Um, and little Jerry's got the ball, and he's going to uh, pass it to uh, Marvy. And Marvy's running down the, the basketball lane, getting ready to score points for their I block team. him. Okay. Uh, roll athletics. Nope. All right. He gets right by you. Another one. We want to keep track of the all one. these. The uh, one. Thanks, new dice. Marvy th- throws up a three and gets a 21. That's three points. Three to oh, four. I was so confused. I thought he threw up a three and got 21 points. <laughs> who's uh, who's, who's going to take the ball in for your team? Uh, I'm going to cast Clairvoyance over where the two of them are talking. Okay. Uh, so I, I have a spell. Of, like I can hear the shit they're saying. Okay. I uh, the fucking ball. Principal Hawthorne's like, did you see Scandal last night? <laughs> I grabbed the ball. Because Jerry Taylor's like, oh, no, my DVR fucked up again. Clear eyes, full sports. Have fun. Uh, okay. I, pa- I have the ball. Yes. I would like to pass it to Merle. All right. You're actually being, at this point, you're being covered by Marvy, and he's like, oh, got to pass. Oh, that's such a tough guy. I hit him with my butt real hard and knock him out of the way. Okay. Uh, roll, a, roll a butt attack. Uh, is that strength? Yeah. So that's a 15. Uh, okay. Yeah. You butt attack him out of the way. <laughs> I pass to Merle. Okay. You roll, uh, I think, Dex for a pass to Merle. No, God, these suck. Uh, 
that's not it. Hit my can. I did, uh, that's a six total. <laughs> With a six, you like overarm, throw it to Merle, and it just goes up, and it gets stuck in the rafters. The play stops for a little bit while they try to find a, a new ball, and Merle calls the three of you over. Or Merle, Jesus. Uh, Angus calls the three of you over. He's standing over by the bleachers, and he's like, hey, come here, come here, come here. He's got, a, he's got one of those big books you saw him with. And he says, um, I, I, I think I figured out what's going on. He says, what this is, it's not just a dream you all are having. It's a, it's a dreamscape. That's, uh, it's like kind of a type of magic, and somebody usually makes it. And I guess what's bad is like, um, usually when you're in a dreamscape, somebody brings you there to like, um, usually just to like test you or something and see how you respond in like a, some sort of crisis scenario. Well, as long as Ariel's not Graydon, we ought to be all right. <laughs> I love you. She's still going to hold that, much. hold that against it. Uh, and as he says that the bell chimes one and all hell breaks loose, pretty much literally. Uh, for a moment, you think the mechanisms in the floor below you have activated, opening up the pool below. Um, but what really happens is just a shock tears through the room, and you see this purple pulsating rift torn open in the center of the gym floor, sending these bright fissures out in all directions. And from those fissures, these gnarled hands start to punch up and claw their way upward. Uh, and the next few seconds are full of just like panicked running and screaming from all the students uh, in the room as a horde of shambling zombies rise up from the floor and begin pursuing the zombie uh, begin pursuing the students around the gym and you hear shouts coming from all around you hear students you hear one student yell uh, the doors are locked we're trapped uh, and sure enough students are banging at the the one exit back out onto the quad but you can see it's sealed by some sort of magic force uh, and so some of the students are just like scrambling up the wall of bleachers to get to safety. Um, you see some uh, rushing into one of the, the locker rooms and Coach Derek Taylor's there just ushering them all into safety. Uh, this scene is chaos, uh, but you see Carrie and Killian making their way into that locker room that most of the students are going to and they're motioning to the three of you wildly to follow them. I motion follow- back. No, uh, Come back. No, up. you come in here, the locker no, you, room. Listen, this is going to be great. We haven't fought zombies yet. They I'm say, very excited. They say, we, they say, please come in the locker room. You don't have any stuff. Sure enough, you don't have any weapons or gear to speak of. I have been in the locker room for three minutes. To, so it's <laughs> The three of you are in your locker room. I'm going to go fucking turbo mode because we've been going for 67 minutes. And a wave of undead pursue you close behind, but Coach Derek slams the, the door as soon as the three of you clear it and barricades it with a few uh, containers nearby. Um, most of the students Describe made it in here. Describe the containers. They're metal. Uh, most of the students made it in here, and they're all kind of nervously milling about, uh, and there's a narrow window in the door, and through it, you see the zombies just, like, pushing against the door, all moaning in unison. And across the way, uh, on top of that stack Wait, hold of... hold on, hold on. Moan in unison. Very spooky. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and across the way, on top of the, the stacked-up bleachers, you see a few unfortunate souls who didn't make it to the relative safety of the locker room. The Hammerheads all ended up there, yeah. uh, as did Principal Hawthorne. Brody is up there still. No! He's still on his skateboard. And uh, you recognize one more student up there, too, uh, standing on top of the bleacher and nervously clutching his book is Angus McDonald. 
They seem to be safe for now. They're 15 feet up a, a sheer wall of bleachers, but the undead are clamoring at the bleachers, trying to pile up high enough. Oh, that's them. too bad. That's really too bad. Coach, Coach Taylor says, you hear Coach Taylor say, oh, shit, shit, shit. I'm going to lose my job. I have to start over with a new school and a new team of kids whose lives I'm going to have to transform all over hey, again. you listen to me. That's not how seniority works. Good luck. Uh, he turns to the class and he says, okay, new assignment. Anyone who wants to prove their physical fitness by getting out there and killing all those monsters gets an A in this class for the whole semester. Who's game? And uh, Killian walks up and says, how about the whole year, not just the whole semester? He says, okay, fine, fine, the whole year, whole year. High five. Anybody else? Any takers? Yeah. I got to raise my D average, so yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) I'm good. He looks up at his binary and he's like, Taco, you've got a J in this class. Are you sure this could, this could really save yeah, your ass? All right, I'll save your ass. He says, yeah, he says, I can't send you out there unequipped. Come with me. And he takes you into a large room labeled sports supplies. And surrounding you are balls and bats and gloves and pads and masks and sticks of every sport you can imagine. And Coach Taylor walks you to this middle of this room and says, okay. I'm going to sanctify this room full of just beautiful sports equipment. <laughs> says, y'all can take your pick. It's not a perfect solution, but it's better than nothing. And he kneels down in the center of the room, and he channels his holy symbol, his high school football state champions ring. And you know what? That is such an inspiration to Merle. We get it. That he yeah. decides he's going to dedicate himself... <laughs> Okay, to sports. But, okay. He says a prayer to sanctify this room of sports equipment. He says, in this our hour of need, we ask for your athletic patronage and protection. Oh, light of my life, end zone of the cosmos. You have been working on this for he months. He says, my Lord, my Savior, touchdown Todd. <laughs> Todd. We need you real bad right now, buddy. Bless these here beautiful sporting goods with your undeniable power so that these children might go and kill a bunch of monsters with them. In your holy name, I pray, boom shakalaka. (laughs) Boom shakalaka-laka, boom shakalaka-laka. What sports gear do you outfit yourselves with? Here's what I'm going to (laughs) need. Yeah. I need a football helmet. Okay. I need two bats. Yep. Uh, I'm going to need some shoulder pads. Are you going to make this faster? Quarterback pads or like linebacker pads? Quarterback pads. I got to move. Okay, okay. Take plus one AC for your, your pads. Yeah, and a really, what's really convenient is that uh, the bats have the same stats as the weapons you already have. Oh, nice. <laughs> Taco and Merle. I'm going to wear a lacrosse helmet. All right. And two fencing foils with the tips broken off. Okay. Everybody's kind of double, double fisting. I'm ambidextrous. Yeah, sure. Taco, what are you looking at? You still looking at that croque monsieur recipe? I'm, just getting, I'm getting pretty hungry over here. Uh, I take two high allies cestas. They're big fucking wooden scoops. They look sweet. For highlight, you know? Yeah, highlight. I know about highlight. So you're casting spells with your highlight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and cool. then I put them down. I'm like, that's hard to pronounce. And then I put up a badminton racket. And, you guessed it, 
a shuttlecock. Cool. Uh, Carrie uh, comes out strapped in with this. A what? F- what did you just say? I haven't said anything. No, I mean what? Wow, that was you like t- a forty-five second. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ! I was trying to process what he said. You can't goof on it like thirty minutes later. Carrie comes out and she's wearing just track and field. Rewind gear. Rewind the podcast, everybody. I got a goof. She's wearing track and field gear with a big javelin. Oh, uh, good call. And. Killian is wearing full goalie pads with a big hockey stick. Hell yeah. And they give you all a big thumbs up, and they kind of stack up on the, the locker room door. All and right. Coach Taylor's there, and he looks at all of you, and he says, y'all ready? You, you can do this. Clear eyes, full sports. Yeah. What, is he staying in the locker room? Yes, I am. Yeah. Hey, listen, Merle. Merle, this is hard for me, too. I got knee, bad knees from the sports. From the sports. <laughs> Touchdown Todd is a fickle football god. <laughs> One minute he's honoring you with points and scores and RBIs, and the next minute, pff, your knees are gonzo. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, go. He throws open the door. Let's roll initiative. Roy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your road dog. I'm hitting the road this weekend. We're going on tour for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's another podcast that we do. Thanks for listening to our live episode that we did here in Austin earlier this year. It uh, it was a really fun one. The crowd was really fun. The ending almost completely got away from us, which I think you're going to experience here in just a little bit. Uh, here in a couple weeks, we're going to be putting up our other live show that we did in San Diego, uh, which also was a lot of fun, and I'm very excited for you to hear that one as well. And then I think the plan is, after that, we're going to start rolling out some of our little experimental mini arcs where we're going to be taking turns running uh, the game and playing different games. And um, I think I have a cold. I think I'm just now realizing that just in the way that I'm talking into this microphone. Let's uh, talk about some advertisers so that I can go lay down and drink some emergency. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... 
How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the foundation for black women's wellness. So go check it out. Macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Hey, I got a couple Jumbotron messages here. This one's for Aiden Connor and Liam James, and it's from Mom and Matthew, who say, we wanted to send you a message during your favorite show to let you know how cool and smart we think you both are. The two of you are turning into fine, upstanding young men. You aren't babbies. Sick anymore. Taco, Merle, and Magnus would be proud, along with all the real-life McElroys. Lots of love, and look out behind you! And that's an important service that we so rarely provide here. And the Jumbotron spots is there was probably some sort of, you know, wild man with a big sword coming at you or like a boulder rolling down a hill. And you just dived out of the way. You owe me a life debt and mom and Matthew. So think about that next, you know, holiday season or birthday or whatever. Have another Jumbotron. This one's for Grace and it's from Bear. Uh, who says, Grace, it's me, Bear, channeling our favorite DM Griffin to tell you just how wonderful you are. So listen up. You are a beautiful, talented, powerful, brilliant musk ox, and I am so proud of how much you've grown since college. You're killing it. I love you so, so much and hope I can visit soon. That is so sweet. What's a musk ox, everybody? Let's do a Google search and learn about animals. It's everybody's favorite portion of the show. Hey, this looks like a nice little guy. It's an Arctic mammal. 
I learned something today. I'm always learning in the Jumbotron, learning, growing, improving. Um, hey, thanks for listening and thanks for tweeting about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag. We are really going to need your support as we kind of move around and try different stuff, uh, keeping keeping the show going, keeping the listener base uh, strong. We don't pay to advertise the show, so we appreciate your help in spreading the word because you all spreading the word is the only reason why the show has gotten to where it is today, and we are so, so, so grateful for that. Like I said, uh, next week is going to, or in two weeks, we're going to be doing our San Diego live show, putting that up. And then uh, after that, we are going to be moving on to our experimental arcs, which I'm really, really excited to get to. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there, all of which are free and all of which you're just going to love. Shows like uh, Judge John Hodgman, Jordan Jesse Go, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Lady to Lady. Uh, so many great podcasts all available for you. We have a bunch of other shows and uh, videos and stuff that we do that you can uh, check out all at McElroyShows.com. And with that, I think I'm going to let you get back to the weird ending to this live episode. And I hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye. Four. Jesus. Seven. Of course. Nineteen. Actually, twenty-one for Dad. Twenty-one. All right. Uh, first in the order is Merle High Church. Church. <laughs> of course. Yeah. When uh, I say hi, you say. We don't have time. Church, Thank I guess. you. Okay, so as you, step so out, bad. as you step out into the gym, you survey the battlefield and get a better idea of what this zombie horde is all about. There are in total 20 shambling zombies milling about the room, and they're all surrounding one big zombie in the center. And this bigger zombie is more composed than the other. He's wearing some armor, and he seems to be in command of the whole horde. Uh, and all of them, king and horde alike, all turn in your direction as you step out of the room. Merle High Church. Do you want me to load up all the cleric spells on my phone? Because we can take like a minute, and Travis and Justin can say a bunch of funny stuff. Hold on a minute. Did King... Did Coach Friday Night Lights, did he, he blessed all this stuff, right? Yeah. So it ought to be, you know, we just stick them a little bit and they'll die, right? You can do attacks with the weapons for sure. Well, I got enchanted fencing foils. Yeah, sure. Uh, so he... I pick out two relatively short zombies that I can actually reach. Okay. And I stab them in the nards. Roll. Excellent. Roll, uh, roll your attack. There's a little thing where it says what your weapon is. I think it's... Yeah, plus five. Travis, find it for him. I got it. I got it. Plus five. And it's a four. It's a nine total. Nine. (laughs) Except I have... Don't I have something that lets me roll twice? No, you have have disadvantage, and I'm going to use that later. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Somebody asked for music, and... um... (laughs) Drag them. All right. You run up, and you just kind of poke two undead people in their genitals and they say okay and then the order moves to the next person uh it's uh carrie is going to take the javelin and just chuck it right at the king zombie uh, and she rolled a 15 um and this zombie king as this javelin is coming uh, actually picks up two of the smaller zombies and holds them up as a shield and so they get pierced by this javelin uh, and they fall down dead, but the king zombie is untouched. 
Uh, and Killian Rowan runs up and does worse than Merle at her attack on some other zombies. So uh, there are fewer zombies now, but the king is untouched. Next in the order are the zombies. Um, I think I'm going to do Merle just because you did run up there, I think. <laughs> of course you will. That's a, a 22 versus AC. I think that might hit. Yeah, it, it Somebody does. said double check. Trust me on this one. We've been doing this podcast three years. I know what their AC is at this point. You take uh, 20 points of damage as you are grabbed. Uh, He's fine. And you are pulled into the zombie horde. Oh, uh, wow. Meaning you are grappled also. Taco and Magnus, you just see Merle just get pulled into this zombie horde uh, and take a bunch of damage. Dad, are you even going to write down how much damage you I took? I did. Okay. I did it for him. Next in the order is Magnus Burnside's. Where's the mechanism to open the pool? Oh. You're going to get them wet? That's it's your right. Theory? It's right next to you. I hit it. Okay, yeah. Sure. You pop open this, this thing, you pop open this, it's probably a hatch of some sort, and there's a lever inside that says... And I just make eye contact with the king as I do it. Uh, and it moves quick. This mechanism that uh, I actually did write down, It's a Wonderful Lifestyle, uh, opens up right beneath them. Uh, and the king rolls a nat 20 to avoid, but roll a, roll a d20. The 12? 12 of the zombies uh, do not save and fall into the, the, the pool below. And you see them kind of fizzle and burn as they fall into the, uh, the water. There are now only six zombies surrounding the king. Am uh, I going to take my second attack? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you attacked the lever to sure. And uh, hurl um, my bat... Chance Lance style at the king. She's just throwing a bat. You said they did the same thing as my weapons. Okay, yeah. Uh, roll Why an don't a- you break it first? Roll an attack. And it'll be all jagging shit. Yeah. 17 plus 8. Nope, plus 9. Uh, oh, 26. Good. That's good. The 25 wouldn't have done it, but the 26 does. Uh, yes, that is a hit. Roll damage. Um, just use rail splitters. Uh, no, that's not great. Three plus five, eight. Okay, he just holds up one zombie uh, who blocks the attack form, but that zombie disintegrates as this holy uh, weapon touches, touches him. Down to five zombies. Taco. And now I am going to uh, action surge. Oh, shit. <laughs> to attack... Oh, man, I wanted to play D&D. <laughs> to attack the other zombies in front of me. Okay. I thought we were trying to move quickly. That is a 19. Yeah, that's it. Five plus five, ten points of damage. Uh, yeah, with a ten, you take out one more zombie, and they just sort of smoosh under the weight of your holy axe, or holy bat. It's not an axe. Sorry, I got distracted, because I heard somebody go, aw, it's a fucking zombie. <laughs> uh, Taco. Four zombies and the king. I uh, take my badminton racket. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, uh, summoning all my strength, I uh, throw it at the center of his head. Okay. I throw my badminton racket at the king's head. That's not a good job you're doing, I think. Let me try it. Hold on. <laughs> As it turns out, thanks to the uh, uh, grade I got earlier, it's a 20. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. 
Amazing. Amazing. So stupid. Amazing. I can't believe. All right, you throw a badminton racket. Uh, if very we can roll hard. the tape back, I did make sure that he wanted to give me that. So I did. I mean, I just decapitated with a I badminton just, racket, I, basically. Surprised this is what you wanted to spend it on. Um, all right, you throw a badminton racket. Roll a. I think you're damn. A magical. A magical. A bad. magic badminton yeah. racket. We'll say it's. Uh, roll a D D12 two times. We never use that D12. Nobody does, apparently. That's an 8 and a 12. <laughs> uh, okay, he holds up two, two zombies to sort of block it, and they evaporate as the racket hits them, and it goes through and also hits him in the head a little bit. Nice. Uh, okay, he is, has taken some damage. Uh, top of the order again, Merle. I cast Burn Undead. Now, are you using the Ring of the Grammarian? Because you could do that. Do I have the Ring of the Grammarian? No, yep. Ah. I mean, Turn Undead is also very good. Turn, yeah, turn. I have a cold. Turn Undead. It kills shit. CR2. Okay. Uh, the two little zombies just <laughs> evaporate as you turn them. Everybody failed their roll. Uh, the other, uh, the king zombie who is damaged, uh, he just says, fuck this. Uh, and because of Turn Undead, has to run away as fast as he can. And because of that, he turns and immediately just runs into the pool. Um, Wait a minute! I won? Yeah. And so... (laughs) The king... The king zombie is just dissolving in the water uh, and just gurgling and screaming. And Coach Coach Derek Taylor pops out of the locker room and flips the lever back and just closes the floor back over the king zombie as it goes down. And you celebrate. I imagine that you've just done this, but... Oh, that would be a good one to have yeah, in there, on, too. Do I have anything? How about can't touch this? I only put in four, like, audio cues. Did you get a... <laughs> as soon as the floor closes over that zombie, the room changes a bit. There's this red ripple that goes all throughout the room. And then climbing out of this red ripple... Uh, a huge form that I'll describe. Two enormous wings emerge from the floor, and then two hands covered in razor-sharp claws pull a long, draconic form from out of this red ripple. And this body is covered in these thick metal plates from toe to tip. And as it emerges, suddenly standing in front of you is the imposing form of an ancient bronze dragon. I hit the button on the pool. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, actually, the, that mechanism, as you reach over to it, there's a red ripple, and that entire lever just disappears. I punch the wall as hard as I can. <laughs> you hurt your hand very badly. I think Coach Derek Taylor sees this dragon and sees the lever disappear, and he goes, Oh, no. <laughs> and he turns and runs back into the locker room. <laughs> Angus is up on the... This dragon is like... A fucking 
tank. It looks invulnerable. Uh, Angus is up on the bleachers, and he shouts, Sirs, sirs, I figured it out. It's still weird. (laughs) I figured it out. It's not just you three asleep in the real world, in this dreamscape. Someone brought you into the dreamscape. All of this chaos is being created by someone in this very room. It's Brody. (laughs) First... First in the order is, we'll start at the top, Merle High Church. I mean, I've seen TV and movies before. Here we go. I cast Zone of Truth. I got a nine. Who are you casting it on? Just like in the bleachers area where everybody is? Yeah, up where everybody is. It's convenient placing. Principal Hawthorne says like, I just thought Scandal was just okay last night. (laughs) Uh, Brody. Come on. I cast Zone of Truth. Brody says, uh, what's happening in here is really good. And I like it a lot. A big dragon coming to kill you, everybody? Aw, heck yes. And he does a fucking grind on the bleachers. Uh, Next in the order. uh, Wait, what did everybody else say? uh, Angus says, like... (laughs) Angus says, I I drink protein shakes every day, and it's, it's why I am the way I am, and I hate the way they taste. Magnus, you're up next. Can I get over to the bleachers? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I want to kill Brody. <laughs> uh, you'd be at kind of a disadvantage if you wanted to, like, climb up there. <laughs> then I want to, to throw my bash at him. Okay. Roll uh, plus attack. Plus attack, is, that's not anything. Now we need the 20. All right, that's 16 plus 9, 25. All right. Uh, I won't make you roll damage. Um, I throw it really hard. You just kind of wang it at him. Like we, and I, I also want you to picture me scooting past the dragon. Like, scoot, what? One second. Oh, yeah, I should do an a attack of opportunity. That's a 19 versus AC. Miss. Really? Yeah. With my shoulder pads, I'm at a 21. All right, this dragon takes a bite at you, and you kind of like... Ah! One, sec- one second. I'll be right back, dragon. And you taste my steel, your bat, up at Brody. And you hit him in the gut, and he falls off of the bleachers. And as he hits the ground, immediately that bronze dragon disappears in the same red ripple. And Brody stands up, and he laughs. But in a much deeper, more sinister voice than you heard before. And he says... Well done. You've solved my high school puzzle. But... But you don't seem to understand the rules in this I world. I punch him. Uh, wait, can you w- please wait just one minute? Just don't punch me yet. In this world, I'm in control. And then that... Oh, I think I have music here. Uh, And then that... uh, Boop. 
that red ripple that you've seen a few times now, you see it spread out from his body, consuming the whole gymnasium. And he floats up towards the back of the room, and as he goes, pieces of wood tear off the walls and bleachers and up off the floor, all flying towards him. Uh, And he changes forms right in front of your eyes. Suddenly, Brody is the gymnasium. His body is made of these jagged pieces of wood all suspended off the basketball hoop in the back of the room. Just two arms and huge, a huge wooden head sprouting out of the backboard on his chest. And below him, the hardwood floors crack and peel upwards, uh, revealing dozens of these just waving hands grabbing at the three of you desperately. And the wall behind him collapses, and the beautiful views of the campus you saw earlier have been replaced with this shifting red miasma that blots out the sun in the sky. And he says, I have brought you here to learn your weaknesses and sell them to the highest bidder, but now that you know my secret, you can't leave the dreamscape alive. And he waves one of his wooden arms at you, and all of your sports equipment disappears in a red ripple. And you hear Coach Taylor shout from the locker room, Touchdown, Todd, do something! They're only children! Uh, everybody make a dexterity save. Um, that's a 17. That's a 4. 16. Uh, all right, Magnus. Yes? All of your gear is gone, but the whole building shakes as he transforms, and the basketball that was stuck in the rafters gets shaked loose and falls towards you, and you catch it. And you hear Angus shout, Do it, guys! And Taylor shouts, Teamwork, please do it! And then I had this queued up for this moment... You feel a tremendous power in this basketball as Brody's form waves off of the hoop in the back of the room. I cast Bigby's hand, but this time it looks like Michael Jordan's hand, just like taking the ball and ready to shove it in. I, I do the greatest juke human beings ever done and do a side pass to Bigby's hand. Uh, okay, make a, makes a dexterity throw. These hands that are up off the floor Shit, grabbing at that's you. That's an 18 plus 2, that's a 20! All right, you pass it... You pass it to Taco. I cast Baby's hand. Okay, okay, okay. And I shove it down his fucking throat. You reach across the room. Make the most important athletics check of your entire life. I cast athletics boost on Taco. You do. It's a 17. Uh, take advantage on that because he casts Bless to improve your athletic That's ability. what I meant to say. It's a 19! I wish I hadn't blown my Quad City DJ's load. Why don't you play so one more time? <laughs> Let me just get it one more time. Here's an, hold on, I have a different song. You fucking reach your hand all the way across the room with the basketball, dodging these. I guess you're like, is, are you off the floor? Or is this just your yeah. hand? I'm just flying through the air. Uh, and these these hardwood hands are grabbing at you, trying to pull you down. No dice. But they just aren't doing it. And from the fucking foul line, Bigby's hand reaches down and slam dunks the ball right in the center of Brody's chest. 
Uh, and right when that happens, Angus actually pulls out a wand and casts Shatter, and the fucking backboard just explodes as you dunk it in. <laughs> and as that backboard explodes, the rest of the gymnasium seems to just disintegrate away around you, and the three of you are falling for a while as the gym is just gone, and you wake up in a, a dark stone rot room, and when you look outside, you, Taco, you've been here before. You realize you're in the Underdark, the drow capital. Um, you're in a shady part of the Underdark, if such a thing exists. Um, and you're lying on these three soft beds, um, all lined up next to each other. And behind you is a fourth. And lying in that bed is a mind flayer, uh, an eldritch sort of humanoid creature that specializes in these kinds of psychic assaults. And it's Brody. And as you all stand up from your beds, he reaches towards you. He says, if you get dunked on in the dream. <laughs> you, get, you get dunked on in real. And he, and he, and he fucking dies. <laughs> and... And in case you were wondering, that's how we beat Brody. That's, and that's how you beat Brody. That's a true Thank you story. all for coming to the Adventure Zone. That's all I prepared. Sorry. Sorry we did such a bad time management job. Thanks for coming. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, Londoners. Do not miss out on your chance to see the Beef and Dairy Network, Jordan Jesse Go, and Judge John Hodgman live at the London Podcast Festival from September 13th through 17th. Tickets are still available. So realize what you've done wrong and fix it. Get those tickets. For more information, go to MaximumFun.org. And check out the live shows on the right side of the page. Go! Do it! Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You said it actually better than I did, so I have to think about what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is is the straight talk that that you're going to get on this show. Bullseye, creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.